Welcome to the Born Connect, the show that inspires you through the success stories of everyday people. Now, here's your host, Omar Born. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Born Connect. It's the podcast that inspires you through the stories of everyday people just like yourself. I got another good one for you today. Today, I'm chatting with Asha Boston. She's a filmmaker from Brooklyn. BK all day and spread love is the Brooklyn way, as Biggie would say. Not only is she a filmmaker, she owns her own nonprofit that works with local schools and community organizations to mentor young women. Asha is doing it bigly. That's right, I said it. She's doing it bigly. So if you want to connect with Asha, you can follow her on Instagram at AshaKB, at A-S-H-A-K-A-Y-B. Speaking of following, don't forget, subscribe to the Born Connect podcast on Buzzsprout. I'm also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, I'm there. But enough with the introductions let's get to the inspiration it's inspiration through mentorship it's omar born it's asha boston if you got a young lady who's interested in learning more about how she can better herself call her up she could be a friend she could be a hater doesn't matter call her up this is the episode for you without further ado it's asha boston asha welcome to the show Thank you so much for having me. That was such a, a majestic introduction um, for all that I do. Um, so thank you so much for having me and recognizing my work. It is truly an honor to be here. Not a problem. I mean, the work that you're doing in the community to mentor young women is crucial. And I'm happy that you can spend a few minutes to discuss this momentous initiative with me and with our listeners. So thank you very much for being here. Oh, thank you. Before I get started, I have to ask all of my guests, how are you? How are you adapting to everything that's going on in the world today? This is such an interesting question because there is so much going on in the world today. And a lot of it is very... Um, dark. A lot of it emo- evokes different emotions that make you feel sad or angry or really unsure about what the future holds. So what I've been doing is finding the points of light and inspiration every day that can help me continue to do the work with young women. So um, whether I'm finding the inspiration through talking to them about, you know, things that they're proud of themselves for accomplishing, like graduating in the middle of a pandemic or getting into their dream college, finding the right scholarship, or sometimes even just hearing that they've made it through the week and they're proud of themselves for that. That inspires me to continue to, you know, do the work because they also need inspiration and support and help and mentorship during this time. Mm -hmm. And you brought up some good points because this is really the time where you have to find inspiration, even if it's in the little things. I want to talk a little bit now about your background and how you got into filmmaking. I actually got my start working in the entertainment industry when I was 16 years old. 
I wanted to be a fashion designer and there is a boutique not too far from my house that I'd see every time I'd get off the train at Clinton, Washington in Bedside. And so one day I just kind of stopped in and, and let them know what my aspirations were. Um, and they were nice enough to give me a chance to be an intern there. And I did things like folding clothes and ironing things for the display window. But because I was so passionate about what I did, they shared an opportunity with me that they heard about in Teen Vogue, where you'd get to be something that's called a Teen Vogue It Girl. So that program allowed you to be an influencer before what we know of influencing now was a thing because this was out before, you know, Instagram and Twitter. Actually, in college, my senior year, I was talking to my film professor about creating my first documentary, and he was very, very um, encouraging in me getting out there and shooting something that I was passionate about. And I was ironically very passionate about the portrayal of women, especially black women, when it came to reality television. Mm -hmm. And so I started working on my first documentary called The Dinner Table. And it was aimed to debunk the stereotype that when black women get together at dinner tables, like what you see on reality TV, it can turn into chaos. And instead, it can be an inspirational experience. So from that <laughs> prompt, I made my first 20-minute short film. And it wasn't the best production-wise, but the story was solid enough to carry me not only through that class, but into a research conference at my school that spring. And after I graduated and started working full-time um, in the media industry, I would still kind of take this film on my sick days and days off <laughs> to high schools to talk to students about media literacy. And I think maybe around my fourth school trip, I met a young woman and she was like, this is cute, but this is not my real life. And I was shocked because I thought I was doing like my noble good deed, you know, talking to these young women about media images. But then I realized no, she's right. This needs to be a real experience. And so from creating that first film, I decided that I was going to make an actual event called The Dinner Table, where mm -hmm. we're bringing young women to the space with older women who can provide inspiration and resources for them to live their wildest dreams. Wonderful. And what I like about what you said is that going back to your internship is that you were ironing the display clothes, um, but you did it to the best of your ability. You were diligent, and that led to something else. And I think that is a crucial message for anyone who's listening. Whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability because you never know what can come from it. Yes, that's so true. It's something I tell my mentees and the students that I work with all the time, that it's not what you know or who you know, it's who knows how you work. And I think that that gets you further than anything else in life. When people know that you are capable of doing great work, um, they are always willing to recommend you for different opportunities or um, even just award you for you know your hard work. So it's, it's who knows how you work. That's right. Let's talk about a time before kill because this is another docu-series that you've worked on and I love the name <laughs> so tell us about a time before kill 
Yes. So A Time Before Kill um, is my documentary series aimed to talk about gentrification, but really it talks about how we preserve the history of black communities in not just the United States, but around the world. Um, so right now I'm finishing up the pilot episode um, that I'm hoping to enter into some film festivals before the year is out, um, where I'm really exploring the story of Bed-Stuy and how Bed-Stuy came to be not only in the 1930s, but going all the way back to the 17th century. So from the arrival of the Dutch settlers who brought African slaves with them, where those slaves went and how they created communities in parts of Brooklyn, one being the Bed-Stuy area, and how we um, preserve that history, how we talk about it, how we find it. It's been a really exciting project to work on. I'm noticing that like the dinner table, it is starting to snowball into something much larger than just a film. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want to say too much, but I will say look out for something really exciting happening with A Time Before Kill this fall. You heard it here first on the Born Connect, and that's what we do. We break stories as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you really heard it here first. <laughs> ah, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. Uh, but what do you want people to, to gather and, and to learn about this documentary, A Time Before Kill? Oh, I think the moral of A Time Before Kill is helping individuals understand that you have the power to not only change history, but create it. Um, one of the biggest takeaways of the film is how important it is to sit down and talk to our families, especially our elders, um, who, you know, have so much knowledge and so much lived experience and can probably tell you what something was before, you know, what it is known as now. They can tell you what that building was or who went to that church or who was born here or what, what person who is now famous, you know, started off being a community organizer. I mean, they just have this wealth of knowledge and it's a really sad thing when we lose them. Um, and I thought a lot about this project when the COVID pandemic first started because we unfortunately lost so many amazing pillars in the community who unfortunately their stories are buried with them. And, and I think about how many stories we haven't heard or will never hear because, you know, someone didn't take the time to talk with their grandparent or write it down or record it. So that's our biggest takeaway from the film um, to just sit down with those in your community and, and record their story and then tell your story because all of these things go into books that people will read about years from now to learn about what happened in the past. We are making history with every breath we take. What an important point to make. And that's really what this podcast is about as well. Highlighting and telling those stories of people like you. We want to preserve those experiences and then give people hope and inspiration to know that, hey, I can do the same thing. Yes, that's that's so that's so important. Representation matters. It matters not only in what we see in the present, but what we discover about our past, because that empowers us to know that we are able to accomplish great things in the future. So I agree wholeheartedly. Representation is so important. Tell us about the experiences and the opportunities for young girls of color and what that means to you having a space where they can learn and achieve. 
sometimes when you have a certain dream for yourself, if you don't see a representation of someone who looks like you doing what it is that you want to do, um, somewhere you kind of decide, well, maybe this isn't for me, or especially if you're not given opportunities or resources to make those dreams come true, you really start to tell yourself, well, maybe this isn't for me. But what I love is that when young women come into the dinner table space, no matter how crazy their dreams might be to even themselves, one conversation with someone in the room and they are immediately reassured that it is possible. So if that young woman who wants to be an aerospace engineer doesn't walk into the room and see a black woman who is an aerospace engineer, she can talk to someone who is seated at the table with her and they'll say, you know what? I'm going to help you find one or I'll provide money so that you can find a summer program to be an aerospace engineer and, you know, have fun at NASA learning more about space during the summer. It's just amazing the way that resources, um, not only in people, but in the diversity of careers and walks of life, um, come and take shape in this community that, that is created through the dinner table and help girls achieve things that they could have never imagined achieving prior to coming to our space. What is so key about what you just said is that you can give someone hope and encouragement just by being in the room and setting the example and setting the tone. Politics aside, I remember when Obama became president back in 2008. For a long time before that, in the black community, no black young man would ever realistically aspire to be president. Why? Because we never, ever saw someone who was president that looked like us. As I said, politics aside, when Obama became president, there were so many more young black boys who actually said, you know what? Maybe one day I could become president. And that is what this is about, providing the space, the opportunity, and the reality that yes, whatever my dreams are, I can accomplish them. I can achieve them. There are people like me who have done it before or who know people who have done it before that can help me along the way. It, it's so it's so powerful and it's so important for the next generation to see because could you imagine that, that there are young people who are in their teens now where they've only known a black president, you know? And so their, their aspirations for themselves and their dreams for themselves are beyond the ceiling because they've seen someone go beyond the ceiling. I mean, again, you know, there were so many things that come with uh -huh, these kinds of roles and responsibilities that we assume, but the magic in you even being in that space and holding that position, it means so much for um, not just those around you, but for generations to come. We're talking to Asha Boston, founder of The Dinner Table Doc. This is a great conversation. I told you guys, it's not too late to call your friends, call your enemies. Let them know. Listen to this episode. Lots of gems. The Miseducation of Brown Girls Virtual Leadership Summer Camp. What can girls expect from this experience? 
Yes. So the Miseducation of Brown Girls is a one-day summit that the dinner table hosts every year to empower young women in the community to use their voice. And we supply them with the tools and the platform to do so um, based on a social issue that they are very passionate about. This year, due to the pandemic, we realized that we are not able to have the summit as normally scheduled, um, especially complying with the social distancing rules. So we've decided to create a three-week virtual summer camp, and we have amazing young women in this program. This is our largest cohort of single programming that we have seen thus far. Um, in the past, we've helped over 500 girls, and we usually work with an average of 150 a year, and that's split up into about 15 to 20 cohorts every three or so months. But this summer for three weeks, we are working with 70 girls to help them um, rally support and help people understand how they can be leaders in their community through them being leaders in this virtual online community. And so it is great. The girls are brilliant. They're learning and practicing public speaking skills, writing, and even community organizing. We're super excited because on August 3rd, we're going to have a miseducation of Brown Girls Town Hall, and it is a free and open virtual event where you'll be able to see all of the amazing things that they have been working on. More information will be provided on that event on our social media channels and also via our email list. So you can find our social media and email list by visiting our website, which is www.thedinnertabledoc.com. That's www.thedinnertabledoc.com. Doc.com. I always have to make that clarification because when people type in thedinnertable.com, you might get an actual dinner table for sale. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have to make that distinction, dinner table doc. Um, and it's just going to be a fantastic event. We have so many surprises in store. We also have an additional um, program coming up on July 22nd, um, and that will be a one-day workshop for all of the young women who missed being a part of this camp. They'll be able to do a one-day experience that's also tied to the town hall, so you can, again, find that information on our website by subscribing to our email list and also following us on social media. What advice do you have for anyone who might doubt themselves? I try to encourage anyone who is doubting themselves um, by letting them know that they are worth the space that they take up in any room they walk in or any table they're seated at. I think a lot of times when we walk into rooms and opportunities, sometimes because of the qualifications or the expectations that might be set, we trick ourselves into thinking that maybe we don't belong there or sometimes maybe we're too good to be there. But the truth is you're never too good to learn something new and you also can teach other people in spite of thinking that you don't know enough. So you are worth the space that you take up in any room you walk into or any table that you're seated at. You belong there. You're meant to be there. So take up your space and just be confident. You belong. That's the key message. This is Omar Bourne. She's Asha Boston. This is the Bourne Connect. This has been an inspirational discussion. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, 
We're getting into top three. Asha is doing it the Brooklyn way. I have to guess her top three Spike Lee joints. That's after the break. Don't go anywhere. I started this podcast because I love connecting with people and sharing their stories. During each episode, we're hanging out with people from all walks of life. I'm talking journalists, psychologists, students, artists, musicians, you name it. We're sharing the stories of everyday people just like you to discover how they unlock their potential. My hope is that by hearing their stories, it'll inspire you to pursue your dreams. So no matter what walk of life you're from, we've got something for you, and we're not going to disappoint. Thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Stick around. I've got more to come. We are back. This is Top 3. I'm Omar Bourne. She's Asha Boston. She's going to give me six choices of Spike Lee joints. And I have three chances to choose Asha's top three. So, Asha, what are the six choices for your Spike Lee joints? I'm so excited about this. Okay. Crooklyn, Mobed Blues, Bamboozle, School Days. Do the right thing or when the Levy's broke. All right, so I'm going to start with the obvious choice. Do the right thing. It has to be on your top three list. Yes. <laughs> Do the right thing is on my top three. What number is it? Um, It's number three. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, so we got Do the right thing at number three. I am going to go with Bamboozled next. No. Ah, no bamboozled. Okay. All right. So I'm one for one right now. My last guest is going to be... I'm going to go with Crooklyn. Yes. (laughs) Ah, yes. All right. So I went two for three. Uh, Do the right thing was number three. What position was Crooklyn? Crooklyn's number one. Crooklyn is number one. So what was the one that I missed? When, when the, le- the Levy's yeah. broke. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. It's incredible. Honestly, Crooklyn and When the Levy's broke like alternate between one and two depending on like the week for mm-hmm. me. But <laughs> right now, um, Crooklyn is number one. When the Levy's broke is number two. And Do the Right Thing is number three. You heard it here first. Asha's top three Spike Lee joints. My last question, Asha, what inspires you? I'm inspired by my mom. She's such a giving person. um, And she is very passionate about her community. I told her once she has this real gift of becoming like the nucleus of any body um, that she's a part of. So whether it be church or school or even just living here on this block in our community, she just has this really infectious energy and passion for those around her to help 
create spaces so that everyone feels safe and everyone feels heard and everyone feels included. And I'm super inspired by that. I guess you can tell in the work that I do because I, I really try to help my community. So I'm very inspired by her. And I was going to say that she did a fantastic job because her light is shining through in you. And I'm on your Instagram and you have on here shining as a reflection of God's light. And your mom shining through you, you're shining God's light into other people. And that's what life is about. That's what mentorship is about. It's about leaving an indelible mark on someone else's life. Asha, thank you very much for being here today. She's Asha Boston. I'm Omar Bourne. This is the Bourne Connect. You're our listeners. As always, stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Bourne Connect. Connect. Until next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.